0: It's that time of the week again. You are about to participate in a great adventure. It's that time when the latest episode of Digital Kill the Radio Star drops. Drop?
1: What the hell do you think you're doing?
0: It's time to waste another hour or so with David and Chris. Oh my god! As they spout out more of their worthless music knowledge. I wouldn't do that if I were you. You had time to wait, and I'm not sorry. It's time to hear them discuss the music of their youth. It's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year, <laughs> as well as the music of today. Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> So kick back, relax, and have some fun with David and Chris. Who are those guys? Digital Kill the Radio Star starts. Come on, quit stalling!
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome again to the Digital Kill the Radio Star podcast. This is David. I'm uh, just going to take a minute to thank everybody that's been listening to the podcast. We really appreciate it. Our uh, listenership numbers have, have grown a lot in the last month or so, and we really do appreciate that. Do and ask, you if you could, to leave us a review on Apple Podcast or on uh Stitcher uh, or SoundCloud or on the Facebook page, and uh, we would really appreciate that. And if uh, you leave a review for us, send us a message, and we'll try to do something to make it worth your while. This week, our guest is going to be Troy Laqueta of Tesla. Troy, as most of you know, has been the f- drummer, only drummer of Tesla that I'm aware of, and uh, he visited with us for about 15 minutes at the Nashville Rock and Pod Expo, and uh, it was just real joy to talk to him. Real nice guy. You're not going to meet anybody in the music business that has anything negative to say about any of the guys in Tesla. Just a great, straight-up, hard-working rock and roll band that still puts out new music. And you'll hear him talk about the new album that's coming out, uh, I believe he said in January... And uh, it was produced by Phil Collin of Def Leppard. So we're really excited about that. Uh, Chris and I really enjoyed talking to him. Uh, super nice guy. Could not have been Could not have been better to, to talk to. So uh, we want to thank Troy very much for coming on the podcast. And maybe we'll have him on in the future. He uh, seemed open to that. So uh, anyway, this week it is Troy Laqueta of Tesla. I do want to tell you that the audio on this is kind of rough. My buddy Kyle Lowell from the Mad Madrigals podcast really... Uh, Uh, spent a lot of time helping me clean it up so that uh, it'll sound better for you but uh, we'll have some more interviews coming up in the next couple of weeks from uh, Rockin' Pod Uh, we'll drop some as bonus episodes because most of them aren't that very long again thank you to everyone that has been listening and uh, like our you know our post on Twitter and retweet the podcast and uh, share it uh, however you will on social media we'll really appreciate it if you can drop us that review on iTunes or uh, any of the other uh, podcasting platforms. Thanks again. Here's Troy Laqueta from Tesla.
3: So we're back on the Digital Kill the Radio Star podcast. David and Chris, we're at the Nashville Rock and Pot Expo 2. And I'm uh, just going to be honest, uh, I'm trying to not have a fanboy moment here because we've got the drummer, of one of my favorite
1: bands, one of Chris's favorite bands. Mr. Troy Laqueta of Tesla. Troy, how are you? Wow, man. That is a... Thank you so much. It's very flattering. I got to tell you, man, I am so impressed with what's happening out here. I am freaking great, man. This place is
3: insane. All right, so before we get into any specifics about you and Tesla and stuff, we like to ask everybody the same two questions. Really interested to hear your answers on this. What's your earliest memory of
1: music, and who was your first favorite band? Well, my earliest memory of music, you know, I, I have to take it back to growing up obviously with my parents and listening to a lot of, well, I guess it was their music, uh, I mean, it was all music in the 60s. You know, right. All music in the 60s, I, I, I can't How's be really know? specific on a song, but I can tell you the first time when I was 10 years old, I was introduced to a snare drum, and somebody handed me a pair of screws, okay. and I played white back. And that was the game changer right there, man. I knew I wanted to play the very first song I ever played on the drum set was
3: uh, I Get Tina Turner's yeah, Proud Mary. Okay, so did you grow up in California? I did. What part? Is it uh, I grew up in Dublin. Okay. which is the Bay Area. Okay, awesome. All right, so in recent years, you guys have, have, been, have been going out on some really impressive uh, shows. I saw you guys in Tuscaloosa with Poison and, um, and Def Leppard. Y'all are out there uh, all the time. Do you find it that there's a there's this? We've talked about this. Do you find that there's like a, a rebirth of enthusiasm for rock music? Uh, yeah, I would have to say, being on
1: the level tour the last three years, uh, I saw I saw exactly that. You know, it's pretty exciting too, man. Because I mean, let's face it, man. After the '80s, once '90s came in, they just killed us. They took it down to nothing. <laughs> I didn't tell anybody it wasn't a band from the 80s, you know what I mean? I was like, I ain't going to tell them what band I played in. Uh, but at any rate, I'm proud of that uh, era today yeah. and what it is. It was a good time looking back on it. And to see it coming around and the kids responding and people responding. And, yeah, and living here in Nashville and all the country guys love it. They really do. because. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So it's exciting to um, see that there is, it's it's like a new generation of people, you know, coming up and being excited about music again. It was a positive thing, just fun era. Well, see, first
4: of all, I hate it when suddenly a music genre is not cool enough. Like you said, you had to say, you you know, I didn't want to tell somebody I was in a band from the 80s. But the thing that really sucks about that is Tesla didn't fit that mold. You know, they weren't, you didn't fit. No offense to poison. Tesla's not poison. It's not even really in the same ballpark. Well, I mean,
1: you know, the fact of the matter is, uh, we weren't never thinking about who we were. We were just writing music. And, you know, it's worked out really great. And And we were... You know, we were on the Poison tour in, I it was, when they were headlining, selling out arenas, man. And We opened up for them, and they were freaking amazing, uh, as they were on this last tour. I find that band, I'm so blown away because they've got such a bad rap, but I think they laugh about it all the way to the bank today, you know what I'm saying? No joke. Because uh, they're such a phenomenal band. they got great songs, great energy. Uh, and, I, and I mean, they had, if you seen us last year with them, you could have caught Bobby Doll in a flannel, you know what I mean? I mean, these guys weren't even dressing up or nothing, and they're coming out freaking killing it. And I was blown away, man. Uh, and I've always liked the band. And uh, somebody asked me, like, you know, if you're gonna get caught listening to something in the closet, what's it gonna be? I said, Well, I'd hate to break out a Poison record, but it might be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So <laughs> hey, we're Poison fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We grew up. Big, grew big up time, to man. To it. Love those
3: guys. So awesome. speaking of Def Leppard, yeah. Bill Collins is producing your new your new album, right? It's done. It's coming out in January on Universal. Okay. When you uh, did the Mechanical Resonance live album, y'all threw a song in that he
1: did, right? Right, Save That Goodness. Yeah, we, he, that, that was the first that, thing. Did he help write that? Was he, he wrote first? that song. That's his song. He produced it. We went in and played it. All right, so is that kind of representative of what the album? No, not sound really. Like? Not really, because you know, uh, I will say that it's not your typical Tesla record because of all of his uh, production skills with. Right. So obviously that's where he comes from, he produced the record, so some of that has transpired in the Tesla record, it's just really, it's a bigger sound than we're used to, Uh, the record sounds amazing, probably one of the best records, I've been told from some people that it is our best record we've ever made, I don't think that would be the case for somebody who's a mechanical residence fan to say that, but... It's kind of like I explained it as uh, Metallica's black record, you know. People said they sold out, you know, because they got commercial. Yeah, they sold out arenas. And that's what Lars said. So it's kind of the same scenario with the successful record. There are parts of it where I'm like, shit, that sounds like Taylor Swift. <laughs> what,
4: what did I just play on, you know?
1: Uh, but it's a pop song in a way that would be great for today's... Um, movie you know like if there was a backtrack for a high school film or something you know what I'm saying so uh, there's a lot of Tesla in it being Tesla but we let go and gave the full production to film. My first introduction
4: really to Tesla I was, I was probably about 13 or so, and it was when five-man acoustical jam came out. And, that's, and then, of course, I bought the whole back catalog. Well, there's only two others at that time, but I bought them and started buying everything since. So that album hooked me. But it was different for that time to do, to do a live acoustic album. Nobody was really even doing acoustic
1: music. Whose idea was that, and who thought it would actually work? Well, what happened was, there used to be a show in the Bay Area called the Bay Area Music Awards, BAM Magazine, San Francisco, and... Uh, we did, uh, we were asked to play an acoustic show, our manager called, oh, I know what happened. We were asked to play the Bammies, and, and Queenie Taylor, with BGP, asked if we would play acoustically. We said, sure, why not? You know. So we played a couple songs.
0: And then it was her idea
1: for Tesla to go into Slim, San Francisco Slims, owned by Boss Gags, the club, for Tesla to play the full acoustic show. So when we did that, we put like four or five other cities. We just threw it all together a couple weeks before, and we just said, "Oh, let's have some fun. And that's all it was. And it, and it was, yeah, it was just a nice accident. Yeah, you yeah, couldn't you have
4: imagined, that. I'm sure you all couldn't have imagined that was going to be really, I mean, you'd had success before that, but I'm sure you could imagine that was going to be the record that really just nobody blew you away. But you, I mean, it put you on the map. You got, you became huge at
3: that point. So I got a odd question to ask you about that album. Whose idea was it for Hannon to strap on the electric to do the uh, Love Song side? Oh, Frank. It? Frank. Frank's like, <laughs> give me that. I was like, we got to go somewhere with this. I was like 15, and when he did that, I was just like, oh, that's awesome. You know, you've yeah, been so
1: mellow with the acoustic stuff, and then he just pranks it up and kills it. You know, that's just us being us. We're just doing what we wanted to do, how we wanted to it do. It was very non-pretentious, you know? And I think that's why it probably worked so well. So ahead
4: of its time, too, though, you know? Because I don't, I don't think MTV was even doing the Unclog series yet, at
3: that point, and then i came out. I, I mean, they made it, but I don't think they were. Well, everything I always read, it, it says Tesla and Bon Jovi were responsible for it. Because bon Jovi was on the Music Awards, and they did an acoustic version of Wanted Dead or Alive, and you guys did your album. And everybody says that's kind of when it, it became cool to do the well,
1: acoustic. Yeah, uh, we were on that show as well, uh, and they gave us credit. A lot of people give us credit for starting that, which we did not. But we did. I think we. I think what happened it was our record and our. Just started that whole movie. Uh, another movie. Uh, mean, oh, let me ask you real quick.
3: I don't, we want to be very respectful of your yeah, time here. I'm, I'm good. I think we're good. Okay. Psychotic Supper, I think, is your best album. Agreed.
4: Yes. You yeah, guys, that your favorite one? I
3: love that. That's, that,
4: that's my, my favorite, favorite
3: too. Um, I, always, whenever I've seen you guys, y'all need to y'all need to throw Stirred Up into the set sometime,
1: man. You know what? We love that song. You're right. I, and we talked to maybe the maybe this next tour we're getting ready to go out on. I don't know what we're doing what one of our set list is yet, hopefully that might be in there. All right. Let me ask you this,
3: because I've read "Song and Emotion." Is it partially inspired by Steve Clark? Yeah, there's some references, definitely references. The so, some, so y'all, really y'all pretty much, your, y'all pretty much, they blew up at the same time y'all came on the scene, right? Y'all toured with them in the '87.
1: They were already big. Yeah, hysteria was huge, you know. So when we uh, hit, they, hit, they already hit. had already had eight. I mean, eight, I mean four, not, that's, no, they were in the yeah. middle of all that. And it was growing and we were on that tour with all those singers and that record blew up to like over 10 million records. So, um, yeah, that was a really uh, nice blessing for the video to be on that. We did all in Europe, all in Canada, in the States and it was in the round. It sold out everywhere.
3: Uh, yeah, the, that, that in the round concept was pretty cool back in the day.
4: So now, uh, you got the new album coming out, no. when, when's, when when is uh, the band, when can we see them on the road again, when can we see Tesla on the road again? We'll be
1: back out next week, we're back out on the road, we won't play any new music until the first part of next year, with the new album, when it comes out in January, then we'll add a song or two, I imagine, uh, but we'll be finishing up the year on the road by ourselves.
4: And you live in it here, so where is, it? is some of the band? are they still in California?
1: Everybody's in California. Brian just moved to uh, Baird, Texas, which is like population five people. I don't know, something like that. <laughs> population like, six now. Yeah, right, yeah. I mean, he's uh, out there loving that and so remote and different for him. I didn't expect that, but uh, yeah, he seems pretty happy there. All the other guys are in you know, the Bay Area, and that, it's that cool. So you guys have a very,
3: very loyal fan base. Yes, we do. Um, they don't care about fads. They, they want their rock and roll. Um, that's got to feel good to you because, like I said, I've, I've, I became a fan. I was probably 12 years old when uh, Great Radio Controversy came out and been a fan ever since. And it's just, you put out constant good albums. You don't put out, you aren't like a lot of bands where you put out a, a, an album now, hey, it has one song that quote-unquote has a couple of hooks in it, and then it's a bunch of fillers. You guys take your time and you put out good albums. I think your fan base just
1: appreciates that. You know, never, again, we, we were just make a record, go on a tour, come home, write a record, make a record, home. Uh, it's just a byproduct of what we were doing. It was never pretentious about trying to write for. We, we were always being true to ourselves and, and we were influenced by our own music and, and you know, just reflecting on everybody's personality in the band putting these songs together. And when they came together, everybody had a voice and nobody, there was no one prolific songwriter of the group, you know, so it was always, that's what made it, the band, you whatever know, you know pre- what I mean?
4: yeah. And I really appreciate, too, that I'm sure the fans do, that Tesla's still Tesla. It's the same, I mean, really, for the most part, same guys. One one replacement, but same band. We have the same guys. We don't see a whole lot of that these days. Yeah. You know, so we've been able to keep that consistent band.
1: Uh, You know, Tommy, um, I, I mean, he was such an amazing part of this band. You know and I'm, it's funny because somebody asked me about him today and he never gets brought up and talked about it. and i was recently i don't know i forget how it happened i was it had to do with some of our old songs being brought up and listening to what he brought to the table you know and i said you know i mean let's face it man he was a big part of that sound too we have a four out of five guys we you know unfortunately had to um you know we had to let them go for what it was. And then when Dave came in the picture, Frank found him on MySpace. And I didn't, you know, I wasn't like a MySpace guy, but Frank said, hey, I got the guy. And he didn't even rehearse with us. So, I mean, Frank got him ready and he just went right out and started playing. So he didn't
4: know him. He just found him. Frank MySpace. got him on
1: MySpace and then Frank had him in his own band playing and was grooming him for the Tussie he
4: fits well too, He's man. Perfect, he, he, man. He fits, we, fits we, we well. He better, well. He plays well. Yeah. He, he looks the part. Yeah. Plays the he, part.
1: It's a. He, I mean, it's like everything we been a called for, having a, having a, you know, a prayer answered, so to speak. So we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up. To you know Troy
3: has other other uh, podcasts he needs to do, but yeah. be on the lookout for that new album. Um, Tesla, consistently one of the best bands out there, hands down. And uh, the new album's going to be great. Phil, I'm a huge Def Leppard fan, Phil Pollan fan. It can't help but be good, right? Yeah, it's,
1: uh, I'm, I'm so anxious to see what people are going to have to say about it. What kind of are going to come about We've been sitting on the scene for a year. Right. And it's done. In the can, finished. Right. I mean, and it's, you best sounding record you've probably ever made. I like, I like uh, Psychotic stuff. No big decision, uh, yeah, I like that. Uh, uh, this is a big sounds, not like processed, so processed. It's still natural. But my drums sound amazing. Cool. Um, well, I'm really looking forward it's, to it's hear. Really cool, man. Uh, and it's a hybrid. Awesome.
3: Troy, thank you so much. This was a uh, this is a dream come true. Really appreciate uh, it. Yeah. Back at my friend.